Yes, folks, this is the home of the Teaching Institute's PCP, the podcasting course podcast, where you get high from learning to podcast with a kind of flip classroom sort of thing, learning all the cool stuff in advance of the course kind of deal. That was so awesome. I'm Anton Hellman. And I'm Jess Mason. And we're going to talk briefly about some educational principles for educational podcasts that we'll expand on at the podcasting course in April. That sounds fantastic. So, Anton, why don't you walk us through the educational principles that you use when you're creating a podcast episode? Sure, Jess. So I've got this cheesy mnemonic to help folks remember the four educational principles of podcasting. And it's it goes like this. It's per like purr like a cat, although purr, I, th- okay. I, I I threw an E in there. So it's actually P-E-R-R. Okay, got it. Okay, so the, the P is for persuade. Uh-huh. E is for entertain. Mm-hmm. The first R is for repeat. That's the first R is for repeat. I like what you did there. All right, yeah, you got that? All right, cool. And the second R for reflect. So purr like a cat. Awesome. Purr. Okay, so let's go through it. Let's start with P. And what's that stand for again? So that's persuade. Now, while you don't really want to come across like a used car salesman, if you're not persuasive in your podcast, people won't believe a single word you're saying. Yeah, no, it's really true. And you know who is really a master at this is... Scott Weingart. I'm a fan of his. And For sure. He, yeah, he's awesome. And he actually talked about this recently at one of the teaching courses in New York. So thanks to Scott for the inspiration on that. And as an aside, he's going to be joining us at the podcasting course in April, which is awesome. Woohoo! Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'm psyched to have, have Scott there. What's your approach to being persuasive? Do you have an outline that other people can follow so they can bring persuasion into their podcast? Yeah, totally. And I borrowed this a little bit from Scott, I admit. Thank you, Scott. There's really four elements of being persuasive for a podcast. And those are, first, to establish credibility. You got to be credible. Next, it's framing to find common ground with your listeners. Then, providing vivid evidence, and anyone in medicine knows about evidence, and connecting emotionally to your audience is the last thing. You got to have an emotional connection. So first, establishing credibility. You need to show your listeners that who they're listening to is worth listening to. Right. So in this podcast, for example, Anton, We're talking about educational principles of podcasting, and you, sir, have produced over 150 educational podcasts over the last seven years. You've also co-created, I know, you co-created a digital scholarship program for residents who produce foam resources, and you're the educational innovation lead at a nonprofit EM research and education institute, the Schwartz-Reisman EM Institute. Wow, that's awesome. And Jess... You're not only the co-host, writer, and producer of the awesome podcast, This Won't Hurt a Bit, but you're also a regular contributor to the longest-running EM podcast, MRAP, that I remember listening to actually when it started in 2001, I hate to admit, as well as the creator and co-host of the Med Forum and the Hippo EM Resident Call Room podcast. Man, I mean, you're not only credible, you're incredible. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'll pay you later for saying that. <laughs> okay. So what is the next element of being persuasive in a podcast? Okay. So the next element is framing to find common ground. Now, the best way to explain framing is with an example. So I'll give you one here. So rather than simply telling the audience uh, when it comes to acute decompensated heart failure, rather than telling the audience something like, nitroglycerin is the first-line medication in acute decompensated heart failure, you can frame the situation a bit so that they can relate to what you're talking about. Like, for example, you know when that patient comes crashing into your resuscitation room, frothing at the mouth in acute decompensated heart failure? You know, you really want to be thinking about rapidly decreasing that preload, and nitroglycerin should be the first drug that you consider. Yeah, that's way better the second time around. It actually raises the stakes when you phrase it that way. It gets my heart rate going, and it makes me connect emotionally with the situation at hand. And that's the next element of persuasion, connecting emotionally. You know, we're all human, and when we connect emotionally, there's way bigger impact that's more likely to stick. Absolutely. And that leads to the last element of persuasion, to provide vivid evidence. And that evidence can be a trial or it can just be a good, solid clinical argument. That's great. So let's move on to the next letter in the per mnemonic, which is E. And what does E stand for? Entertain! <laughs> you, know, you know, Anton, I think that bringing humor into medicine is inappropriate. Medicine is really serious. We're dealing with blood and guts and life and death and how could there possibly be any room for entertainment and education in medicine? Well, Jess, it was the great Canadian media philosopher, Marshall McLuhan, who actually anticipated the internet revolution way before it was ever even created. And he famously said, anyone who tries to make a distinction between education and entertainment doesn't know the first thing about either. Yeah, that's a great quote. And with being entertaining, I think there are a couple things to keep in mind. So you want to be enthusiastic, right? One important element of being entertaining is to be enthusiastic. You, you had me at enthusiasm. So that's exactly the kind of stuff that I think we want to avoid. This boring, monotone, uninteresting voice. That's going to put your listeners to sleep every time. That's exactly when I tune out. I think I was falling asleep while I was saying that. <laughs> right. You don't want to put your listeners to sleep. No, you don't. I couldn't agree more. Being enthusiastic is infectious to all the people around you. <laughs> right. And I think that is swinging the opposite direction in being overly enthusiastic. And that one also leans towards the radio voice, the morning radio show tacos, which is also something we want to avoid. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's definitely a happy medium in there somewhere. So you want to make it memorable, whether that's using some humor or storytelling, whatever it is that's true to you. Yeah, you got to be yourself. So in being entertaining, there's also variety. Variety in just about everything on a podcast. Variety in your tone of voice, the speed of speaking, and the content of what you're saying, and different people speaking. Uh, sound effects, jingles, and music, these can all provide variety that really keeps the listener's attention. Yeah, I totally agree. And closely related to variety is to give your listeners mental breaks so that they can absorb what you're saying. 
Great. So that was E, entertain. Enthusiasm, variety, and giving your listeners a break. So that brings us now to the R's. And what is the first R? So the first R is repeat. So repetition in a podcast is key because sometimes when we're listening to a podcast, we don't catch exactly what the podcaster just said the first time around. You know, we might be driving and get distracted or something. And when the content's repeated, it really helps etch whatever has been said right into your synapses of your brain. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Ha, 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 ha. I know. Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So when you do think about repetition, think about defining clear goals or objectives at the top of the podcast and come back to them in your review at the end of the podcast. And one other thing about repetition is rephrasing. Could you uh, maybe state that another way so I can understand it? Well, when you repeat something in your podcast, give it a slightly different lens so that the listener can ponder for themselves what you're saying. Perfect. Okay. Corny jokes aside, let's move on to the second R. And the second R stands for reflect, right? Yeah. So if you do stuff like using cases or Q&As and have some mental breaks for your listeners in there... These things can all help them reflect on what's just being said. And this is where the real learning happens. That's why cases are so great for learning, because listeners can imagine themselves in the situation, which kind of forces them to think about what they would do, and then they can adjust what they would do based on what you're teaching them. It's kind of like doing a sim in your head. Yeah, cases I think are really important for learning. And then another technique that I know you sometimes use is silence, right? Yeah, silence in podcasts is key. And all too often, I hear the manic podcaster just incessantly speaking and and myself tuning out. You know, don't be afraid to pause for a couple of seconds after you've given the punchline or said something important. You see, people can't think and listen at the same time. And they need to think about what you said to learn it. Got it. Silence is key to help listeners reflect. That was awesome, Jess. You just (laughs) gave a a two-second pause in there and people just absorbed what you said. That about wraps it up for this PCP podcast. Before we go, Jess, in the spirit of good educational principles, let's review for our listeners the take-home points from this podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, so there's four educational principles. And the mnemonic that you gave us, Anton, is PER, P-E-R-R, like a cat. And that stands for persuade, entertain, repeat, and reflect. Right. So first, persuade. Establish credibility. Frame what you say to find common ground. Provide vivid evidence. And of course, connect with your listeners emotionally. Next was E for entertain. So you want to be enthusiastic and you want to bring some variety, both in your content, your voice, music, and having guests on your show. Absolutely. Next is the first R for repetition. Define objectives at the beginning of your podcast. Use rephrasing when you repeat important points. And be sure to review key take-home messages at the end that relate back to your objectives from the beginning. And then the second R that you gave us was reflect. And you can do this by, for example, using cases or Q&A. And you don't want to forget that it is okay to use silence or pauses in your podcast. And that gives your listeners the opportunity to think and reflect on what was just said and gives them the space to learn. Awesome. 
Well, thanks so much, Jess, for joining me on this podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Before we go, is there anything that we forgot? Yeah, I'll just throw in my two cents here and say that I try not to teach more than three things. So pick three objectives. And I feel like that's about as much as a learner can absorb from one podcast or one lecture. Whoa, 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 wait. I just taught four principles of education. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Hopefully our listeners can squish that fourth one into their huge brains. Yeah, they've got big brains. I think they can do it. Totally. All right, Jess. Well, can't wait to meet you in person and share more podcasting ideas in Kentucky in April for the podcasting course. Rock on, sister. Cool.